Hello, and welcome to a, another edition of Mature Themes. I've got themes coming out the wazoo this time. Uh, just kidding, there are just two of them. Um, the main theme this week came to us from Paul, and it is songs with stories. Uh, songs that have narrative arcs, uh, songs that have stories in them. So yeah, we kind of interpreted it a little in different ways, but came up with some good story-based songs. Um, we go on interesting Google holes of cloud busting, emu wars, lots of good stuff, really. Um, and I brought forth the back pocket theme, which is to celebrate St. Patrick's Day as it is March. And St. Patrick's Day is my favorite day of the year, and I do not get to celebrate it with anyone. Um, but we can reminisce about parties past. So uh, the back pocket theme was best Irish party songs to get people up and dancing, but that are not Maniac 2000, because that is the ultimate and go-to Irish party song. So I had to add a little challenge there. Got into some fun stories about J1s and, you know, just being 20 and doing stupid things, living in America for a summer, and about how Paul Greer ate a raw pizza once, so stay tuned. How's everyone doing? God, yeah, I've been learning jazz piano. (laughs) <laughs> no you haven't you could actually though don't you you have a keyboard in your place i bought allison a fancy weighted key piano and i was certain she wouldn't use it and she's been excellent she's been playing for like an hour a day and she's getting wow. real good yeah nice are you going to integrate that into your uh doom yeah well i'm actually just going to plug my laptop into it and put it through like a load of synth apps and but that's just me hitting one note like so te- technically, yes. <laughs> nice. How are you, Tara and Anya? I haven't seen and Seb. I suppose I, I only see Connor these days. Everyone but Connor. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, man. See you too much. <laughs> Same old. Just tired of the lockdown now, but you know we're getting there. Aren't so. you guys gone up a level? You're like we went to the gray, but it's barely a difference. It, yeah. They opened shops. That was it. Everything else is the same. Yeah. So you can get yourself a pair of uh, Air Force Ones if you want to go down and get yourself. Does that mean I can go and buy a pair of jeans? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's good. Who thought up with the theme this week? I can't remember. It was you. I think it was Greer, yeah. Greer. Can you see my hand up? I can see your hand up, but um, it's not good for anyone just listening. But it yeah. was, you know, <laughs> very well-mannered of you, Greer, so... That's true. Thank you for recognizing that. Uh, So do you want to explain the theme then this week? Um, Okay. So nothing too mental about it, but the uh, theme is just songs that have stories in them and like essentially a narrative um, and a tale or whatever. So (laughs) characters, I guess, uh, scenes. This type of thing. So stories in them or just like songs with stories? Because I was like, Anya and I were talking about this the other day that it could be interpreted either way, no? Uh, explain, explain. Like, there could be a story behind the song. Oh, oh okay, I see. Yeah, I know, no. That's like, <laughs> uh, I, I thought of that nice. as well. <laughs> I think is it more like a concept? I, I thought of it more like a story as in part of a concept album as in this is a story song that's a concept or okay. just not a song that's not about a personal experience as a story song. Like, as long as it's a tune, it's not like, Hey, I, I feel bad about myself, or I got my my lover left me for whatever reason. Crow, story. crow looked at me. Crow looked what, at me there. <laughs> what really, for me, what I was thinking was like some sense of the passage of time throughout the song. Okay, yeah, that would that would be a symptom of it, maybe the way to put it. Stories don't have to be long. No, but I mean, like I was thinking about like you know, there's some songs that really paint a scene really paint a picture but they're kind of just talking each verse is about the same kind of thing maybe from a different angle but like like cats in the cradle yeah maybe, cats in the cradle the way to describe it is one right you kind of want to find yeah. out what happens or mm. in, you know what i mean like yeah there's, oh. they set up a yeah narrative and there's actually a old tale and a whatever to it yeah so, um, 
I, that's that's cool though. That's cool though because like I like that it's we don't necessarily uh, we just say the theme but we don't necessarily describe thoroughly what it's directly supposed to be so the interpretations can be drawn. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I probably gave Anya the wrong interpretation when we were talking about it the other day because I was like, oh, it could be like stories. Like, You gave me one that suited me, though. Okay. I was like, yeah, no, I was happy to to change tack. Um, Anya, I'm going to pick you to go first. That's a rare one. Right. Anya, you haven't gone first ever. I know, that's why I'm doing it, changing no, it up. No, no, because I'm shy and stuff, you know? <laughs> well, guys. <laughs> wow, look at your notes. Buckle up. I'm going to have to read a lot of this because there's a lot in it. And I did change, as you know, Tara, I changed. I was kind of going probably what was more accurate in my original thinking. Well, in keeping with what the majority has gone with of like stories and a song involving a story. And I was like looking at, you know, just ballads and things. And then after Tara and I talked, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, I'd rather pick a song that was inspired by a story or that there's an interesting true story behind. So the song, I have no honorable mentions, nothing of enough in this one, is Kate Bush, Cloud Busting. And uh, when I started looking into, any of you guys know the background? Say the name of the song again. Cloud Busting. Cloud Busting. Cloud Busting. Cloud Posting. Busting. He's taking the piss. I know he's taking the piss. I know you know it. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so it was released in 1985, and um, basically, she read this book that was called uh, Book of Dreams. And this guy, Peter Reich, wrote the book in 1973, and it was about his relationship with his father and how his father was actually this. Um, he was a really well, he was a re- like really well known psych psychoanalyst and philosopher and he um it basically describes his memories of his life with his father on their farm called Organon Organon where the two spent time cloud busting so what is cloud busting I mean I, I'm, I'm busting, into all the cloud content so give me give me pretty great it gets this is a good story um basically it's a rain-making process which involves pointing this machine at the sky to produce rain. So the machine is called a cloud buster. Um, and basically, so cool. <laughs> there's, there's no, this guy, this guy Will, Wilhelm Reich designed and built these cloud busting machines. And uh, it's worth mentioning that there's actually no verified instances of it working. But well, I feel like busting is the wrong phrase because if you want it to rain, you're creating clouds. Yeah, but you see, I'm going to get okay. to like how the, I'm going, now for the science part. Um, basically, in the 1930s, this guy, Wilhelm Reich, he'd come up with this concept of orgone. And basically, it's thought to be this physical energy that occurs during orgasm. And um, he believed that the atmosphere contained orgone energy as did like all living matters. And the cloud buster was created to capture this orgone energy. Um, so the orgone accumulator device basically would capture the orgone energy in the atmosphere, forcing clouds to form and creating rain. What do they rain though? I know, right? Oh, <laughs> I didn't know cloud busting was about that. I, I'm familiar with orgone energy though. There's a lot, I love reading about all that weird shit. Yeah, it's mad. And like this guy, he obviously, he, Wilhelm Reich and, you know, Peter's son was just right. The whole, the, the song is about sort of the story of the, of what ensued, you know, living on the farm together. But then the, these accumulators, because obviously they were controversial in their, you know, in, in some of the, the reasons why orgone energy exists, this guy, basically Reich was very well respected. He'd, he was an Austrian psychiatrist who trained in Vienna under Sigmund Freud, um, but he was also a bit of a maverick. And uh, he, um, there's a quote uh, I read where basically he was described as a large man with a cantankerous style who managed to look scruffy and elegant at the same time. But um, in terms of like, basically some of this stuff, some of his ideas were a bit off the wall for the time that they came around or, you know, maybe 
anytime like <laughs> they'd be a bit off the wall for now yeah like he'd come up with he'd come up with this idea which kind of makes sense when you think about it of muscular armor like that your physical ways of moving and the way you, you move your body is reflective of your personality and that was kind of used off in like various um other you know branches of psychology even today um but he also coined the traits the, the phrase sexual revolution and um one of the things that he came up with um was this um this idea of vegetotherapy vegetotherapy which basically was a complete violation of a lot of the psychoanalysis taboos of the time or even now probably of massaging clients to dissolve the muscular armor oh. so at any rate um back to cloud busting oh. and then we're on the last page no, i like the i like that part <laughs> <laughs> so anyway he in the 1930s he he'd been living in Austria in the 1930s um when he'd sort of discovered this concept he, he moved to New York in 1939 in part to escape the Nazis and around this time was when he'd sort of started to produce books and like build his orgone accumulators and stuff and um basically the FDA started to investigate him they totally disagreed with everything he was doing. They, there was an order for him to destroy the organ accumulators, um, destroy any books, which he had self-published. I'm adding that in, Tariq, if you didn't appreciate that. He'd self-published all his own books um, from the 30s to the 50s. But basically, a couple of these organ accumulators popped up in New York and they had been in, supposed to be gotten rid of. So he ended up going to court um, and he was sent to prison for two years for contempt of court. Um, but sadly, he died in 1957 whilst in jail. So his son, Peter, wrote this book, um, A Book of Dreams, basically just about all of this. And then Kate Bush read it and she was very affected by it. So then she, she wrote the song. And um, the video in, in the video for the song is, uh, who was playing? Oh, Donald Sutherland, Canadian actor Donald Sutherland plays the father and she plays the son, Peter. Is that Flatliners? Is that Kiefer's son? <laughs> Kiefer's dad. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah. Nice. Wow. I like that story a lot. Well, yeah, I, mean, I did not know what was about like, that. That was like that that was like, you know, highlight of all the podcasts put together. Yeah, you you had me on the edge of my seat. It had everything. It had sex, it had Kate Bush. I'm intrigued. Clouds. Weird stuff. Orgone, orgasm. I'm going to spend the rest of the day just like researching that. No. <laughs> Would Cloudbusters yeah. be a good band name Probably or no? Really. no? I've heard worse. I'll tell you what, that Orgone machine gives another another meaning to the word Bustin' makes me feel good. <laughs> like Ghostbuster song. I got it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the, what I, was from, I didn't know all as much as that. Uh, I knew about like orgone chambers where people would like sit in like an orgone pod and I've like never, try and enhance yeah. their orgone energy. It's like a chain. It's like just like a big like wooden Someone box give you a pamphlet sometimes, like here, bud. Check this out. No, it was just like it's another like more that weird shit. It's like that. Remember that time we were sitting there in that corner of Paul's place and I was talking shit about fucking the simulation and how it could all possibly relate back to sexual energy. Then we're all laughing. And as we came down, I goes, I've been reading a lot about magic around that time. <laughs> uh, I recall. Yeah. There was one night we were here. We were, in, we were all in tears laughing, whatever was going on. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, I'll go next. We'll, we'll do uh, a ladies first in. Um <laughs> I had a hard time with it and then once I started going through what I wanted to find then it, it like loads of songs popped up it like it was hard to think of stuff immediately but then I found a bunch um but one that I thought of um which is like it's like below honorable mention on my list I guess it's an honorable mention um is the arctic monkeys when the sun goes down because that like tells the story of like the sex worker and like her pimp and what happens. So is that that's on the line of like a story and a mm -hmm. song, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I love that tune. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that's a good one. So I was listening to a little bit of the Arctic Monkeys and afterwards, because uh, that is a really great song and a good video as well. It's that guy, um, uh, who's in the video? Oh, I forget his the name. The short guy from Snatch. Yeah. The guy, yeah. He's great. Yeah. Uh, and this yeah. is England and all. And it's the girl from Misfits that's the main person. Yeah. 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 Um, but so then my honorable mention, which was almost my pick, but, but then I switched it up last minute, was um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, The Mercy Seat, because um, I really, really like that song. And it's kind of a story, in, but it's not. Well, I guess it is. It's like very repetitive, but it's telling the story of a guy that's uh, being executed. Um, and it's like the mercy seat being like the electrocutioner's chair. Um and that he's being brought to it and like it's quite repetitive and like uh, he's saying that it's not just it's not just and then at the end he was deserves to be fried but it's um yeah from the tender prey album but has a lot of like very graphic uh like accounting of of what it would feel like to be electrocuted especially with like the cap and like the burning feeling i don't know it's yeah but that's that counts as a kind of a story right there's a bit of a narrative there um between have it. you heard the um that just reminds me there's a velvet underground song which is kind of about shock treatment um lady no. godiva's operation it's called i think it's kind of about oh, ostensibly about like a sex change or something um i don't know but it was drawn upon Lou Reed's experiences with shock treatment and stuff. It's just that reminded me of it, but he, they do like effects and stuff. It's a really weird song. Yeah, it's like any like vivid descriptions of that. I'm just like, it's, it's a lot to listen to. Um, and it's funny because songs don't often really make you that uncomfortable mm. with what they're singing about, you know? So it's kind mm. of like, ugh, kind of makes me uh, twitch a little bit. Um, but so then the one that came to my mind as my actual pick is a song that I love. Um, which is Suzanne Vega's Tom's Diner. Oh, yeah. like that's just a song, like that's a pick, and it's like just a, a story. And I don't know if I know that song. Oh, you do that. Du, 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 du. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting in the corner, and it's something, something, something. I don't know if I know it. You know, like seldom found when a beat is more famous than your song yeah. name. <laughs> you would definitely know it. There's been remixes yeah. and stuff. And uh, I, where is the original I, from? Nineties, uh, I think. I remember having the cassette, and yeah, I bought the record here. I found it in June Records, um, R.I.P. June Records. But um, I remember I, I used to be fear shy buying records in Toronto when I first moved here because like classic record store guys are always so snobby. Um, and I like bought this, and I was gonna like I bought the her album is the Solitude Standing, and I was gonna be a bit embarrassed. Um finding it like or buying it but I went up to the counter and the guy was like oh I didn't see that here it's a good find you're lucky to get this one and I was like yeah <laughs> but it's a good uh I always loved that album and then she had a song on it as well that I liked as uh Luca mm -hmm. but she was a oh. I so then I was googling her um because I was like watching the videos over the the weekend and stuff and so she was like a poet and that's like that moved into she's like more of an artist um that moved into like writing songs so you can definitely get the feeling for Tom's Diner is basically about a woman sitting in a diner just it's it's like her inner monologue like of just like and I looked outside and the woman with an umbrella and like she came in and like yeah, it's yeah. About, but it's about that might Tom. be a good one to do actually another time it's not like diner song well I suppose diner songs but bar songs there's lots of oh. songs of dudes just or people whatever sitting in a bar Songs about people in bars or songs that we want to hear when bars eventually open again? Well, maybe that's a good one to do just when bars are opening again. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of Bill Callan. Was not, well, he's had a couple albums since, but um, the opening line on, well, he hadn't had an album in a good few years. And then the opening line on this new album, the first of a few, since a, since a few years, it was like, the only words I've said today are beer and thank you. Beer. Thank you. <laughs> Rude. Like you're not even describing the beer. Well, I feel like if we did that one, everyone would just pick all I want to do. I was just thinking that. And then we all know the uh, story behind yeah. it of finding the poem in a book, etc. That's, that's a good story song too. In a way. I don't know the story oh, behind yeah. that. I just really like that yeah. song. The producer of that tune found an old poetry book and the lyrics are all in that. He only edited them very slightly. 
and the poet was relatively unknown and afterwards got a lot of you know hype from that and got paid obviously for writing the lyrics for a very very big selling tune wow yeah um but they're finding a poem in a book uh reminds me of when i first moved here i think i'd been here a couple of months and i rode my bike to the eaton center and i parked on queen right outside the bay and i had um uh I guess I didn't have a basket, but like a pannier on the back. It's the same bike that I have now. Um, but there was like a note or something left on it. And like, it was probably just a piece of rubbish that got blown around. But um, I like made a note of it because I thought it was sort of weird. Um, and it just said, she will take her medication and then without ever a whimper whilst whispering my name, die for me. I like came out oh. of the center and found that on my bike. And I was like, Toronto's <laughs> weird. <laughs> That's cool. What is it? Say it again. What is it? She will take her medication and then without ever a whimper whilst whispering my name, die for me. Heavy. Nice. Yeah. That was written on a note that somehow ended up on your bike. You yeah, like I have a picture of it. Around going. Wow. I mean, you're still with us, which is. I, don't, I think yeah, I just I took a picture of it and tossed it. I am still here, but um, but yeah, maybe you guys can make a song out of that. <laughs> That's good. My mate was in a bar once and found a piece of ripped up um, paper. It was the back of like a note from a school, and on it it just said, "Please do me my little favor." And it, but it was written, it was ripped sideways, so it just took one word from the side of the note, and it just said, "Obviously, Martin O'Neill or whatever." principal and then his signature and principal again but the way it was ripped it just looked like marty princey princey and after that this lady's nickname was marty princey princey and i'm pretty sure to this day she goes by marty like as a nickname that's pretty funny just because that on that note oh my yeah all right well seb do you want to go next then yeah sorry that story was a bit dry <laughs> i guess you have to be <laughs> I don't know. I, well, that's what I just thought of. I, it was, we were in a pub, we were adults and uh, they just, it was like a ripped up piece of school letter that someone obviously just discarded. Uh, anyway, uh, story. I, I guess I guess I mentioned already, I was thinking about like a full concept album, like The Wall or Tommy. I'm more interested. Ball Wizard. Your, your, or in your fact, principal's Genesis. name was the same as the Lamb Lay Down on the Highway is considered a concept album. I, I didn't really know that, but I guess it is. Uh, or what I actually thought was, and we've mentioned this already, Cats in the Cradle is from Harry Chapin, Greatest Stories Live. Every single song on that is an individual story, but they're all kind of tied by a team. It's one of my favorite albums. Who sings my Cats in the Cradle? Harry Chapin. This album, Greatest Stories Live, my dad used to play it, and uh, I we would listen to... Uh, well, I think it's Cats in the Cradle comes on first and then 10,000 pounds of bananas and we'd run around the coffee table in our living room as the song gets faster and faster. I remember doing that when I was about six or seven years old. Uh, anyway, in Toronto, I found the original double vinyl. Nice. For like $30 or something. They knew they saw me coming. But yeah, it's great. So there's some great tunes on that. There's, uh, let me get the official name. I just wrote down the word Tanner. So it's, oh, it's called Mr. Tanner. Mr. Tanner, Better Place to Be, W-O-L-D is class. They're all just like kind of songs about downtrodden people. That kind of, so all of those are honorable mentions. That reminded me of Tom Waits. Almost all Tom Waits songs are stories. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Semi-Sweet is one, you know, it's kind of about a, uh, the wife or partner of a long-haul trucker, you know? So I feel like that's kind of a story, but I that's not on as, you know, spelt out as I'd like it to be so my pick is this Philly band called Radiator Hospital got a tune called Our Song I love the lyrics to it and I thought it was real but I read an interview and he's like oh no that's just something I made up it's just a hypothetical situation I think if someone just wrote a song that on the nose it wouldn't be a good song it'd just be like what happened so I, this is in fact a completely fabricated tune and it's a really simple lyrics uh, it's a tune about a guy who knows his missus is cheating on him and he decides to break up with her first to save her from having to do it. And then just kind of moving on. But the lyrics are really cool. You should check them out. The lyrics are like dreaming of the last time that you said you wanted to dance, but you never asked me anymore. Maybe you're just tired when you get home from work, or maybe you'd rather be dancing with someone else. And there's a bunch more uh, verses like that where he's uh, saying, maybe you aren't, but here's why I think it is. And uh, the last 
the last uh, verse then is when you call your mom back, you can tell her that I'm the one leaving. She doesn't have, you know, she won't understand and she doesn't have to. I won't hold it against you. It's pretty sweet. Real bummer, man. That one gets me. But uh, that's my pick, Radiator Hospital. Radiator Hospital is a very, it's a very strange band name. Uh, so he's from Wisconsin, the guy, I think. And uh, he's from like the small town, it's Minnesota or Wisconsin, somewhere like that, you know. And the local mechanics was called the Radiator Hospital. That makes sense. I thought it was like like yeah. people's houses, radiators. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's what I also yeah. thought. So I found that too, just because, you know, all that Philly scene, I listened to all that shit. But he was, I think, rented a room with Alison Crutchfeld from PSL, you know, Kate Crutchfeld's sister mm-hmm. from Swearing. And I think they, they play on each other's tracks all the time and stuff. So I just got recommended to me from that. Yeah, some good shit. Radio Hospital, really, really catchy tunes. Alison Crutchfield got married in uh, Sun Studio, like the Elvis recording place. Mm, wow. So. Mm. Nice. Just recently? Uh, last year, last summer, she got married to Mike Kroll. Um, but I thought it was, a, it was a pretty sweet venue. Yeah. Is Sun Studio in Tennessee? Memphis? In uh, Tennessee, yeah. I think it's in Memphis, yeah. I've never been. I'd like to. I was meant to go last year, but alas. Alas. Yeah. Alas. All right. Well. I wonder how many people were at their wedding. It, must have been uh, it was just family. The height of, yeah, yeah. It was the height of COVID. Huh? Yeah. Just family. The old uh, Morbster was posting about it. The Morbster. Mm. <laughs> the Morbster. Do you think he'd like that? Did you see, actually, he went to a concert. <laughs> they went to see the Flaming Lips, but it, the, everyone in the audience was in the bubbles. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Uh, they'd be so gross. And like, it'd be better. It'd be better if you were seeing a band like that wasn't the Flaming Lips, because I just don't really like them that much. Nah, they're fun. But <laughs> how much oxygen is, is in those bubbles? That's what I want. <laughs> there must be. There's a little hole at the top. Yeah, if there's there a hole, then they're not like COVID safe. You That's don't want to have the can couple of pints of guinness god yeah farts those farts maybe maybe they're like n95s have got like a filter in a hole or something i don't think so it's in america though something yeah well i don't know how much oxygen is in like a one the the ball must be like two meters in circumference they're very big uh, like because he was in there with uh kate crutchfield field yeah Two or three. Yeah, how many people are allowed into them? I wonder. Big balls. You'd still want to pick carefully, like. Like you're not getting in there with career, are you? Because you know what he's (laughs) going to be up to. Breaking wind. Farts. (laughs) Do you fart a lot, career? Yeah, I would have to have a window in my ball. You just have to shell out for your own. You just have to go solo. If you farted hard, if you. <laughs> or you'd know you were farting because it would just push you along, like you'd just be rolling. <laughs> oh man! Uh, fart jokes. Uh, okay, uh, Farty Greer, do you want to go next? Um, not really, but I guess I can. Okay. So I <laughs> do you not want to go next just because you don't want to go at all. It's your theme. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm kind of hung over though. Um, but. That's why you asked us to push this to 315. Pizza. Um <laughs> so like I uh, the first ones that came to mind were um like uh Boy Called Sue, mm-hmm. Johnny Cash, that'd be an easy one. Or um just like Bob Dylan, Hurricane is an easy one. But he has a bunch like that. Another one I'd prefer than Hurricane would be like Lily Rosemary and the Jack of Hearts. Which is on um, loading the tracks, which is like one of the best breakup sort of relationship albums um, out there. But this is like kind of in the middle of the album. It's a bit weird. There's no chorus to it. It's just like 16 verses or something. And he just goes through this story of like it's like an old West team uh, somehow, and there's hanging judges and they're robbing banks and they're playing cards and there's all sorts of stuff like that going on. Anyway, that's a great one. Um, and then I thought of, um, actually, I was joking around last night in the end about, uh, do you remember the song Pina Colada? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it's actually called Escape. 
And then in brackets, it's called the, the Pina Colada song, <laughs> which is like... <laughs> Jimmy it's, Buffett, I, remember? I, who's I, I know. Oh, like? you know it, Anya. If you like pina coladas. <laughs> if that isn't actually Jimmy Buffett, is it? It just sounds it's like a, a guy called Rupert, Rupert Holmes, which I would not have known without looking up. So, it's funny when you actually uh, listen to that song, and it's oh, like is, not uh, like it sounds like a cheery song, whatever. And then you listen to the lyrics, and you're like, oh, it's about a dude that's trying to cheat on his wife. And then his wife shows up. He yeah. cheats on his wife with his wife. Like, <laughs> yeah, that'll save your marriage. That sounds a bit like Babushka by Kate Bush, you know, where she dresses up as someone and like goes to catfish her husband, but it's her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I am Babushka, Babushka. I, am. I didn't know that that's yeah. what that song was about. <laughs> the lyrics, yeah. She's like, I don't think I've ever listened about to a it. woman. Like, like, like listened, yeah. listened. Like. Oh yeah, it's a classic. Mm. Um, but I didn't choose any of those. Um, <laughs> the other one I was thinking uh, was Fairport Convention, um, a song called Matty Groves, um, and I was like, we always had this LP when I was growing up. I have it here actually now, but they're a great like English folk band you could call them, um, and like we like being Irish growing up we would think of Irish folk music and, and herald that or like, you know, put great importance in Irish folk music. But in parallel, like, like England had the same sort of thing going on, you know, um, and a lot of shared sort of um, instrumentation and what, what have you. Um, you it would be fair to say that English folk yeah. got into the hippie shit in a way that like Irish folk never did. Yeah, t- totally. Yeah. Yeah, because I think a Fairport Convention, it's funny, like I never really thought of like Fairport Convention and Irish folk as being contemporary. But now when you say it, I'm like, I think of them as like real hippy dippy shit. Yeah. And Irish folk of the same era to be. But I know there's also crossovers with lads like. Um, uh, Ewan McCall and stuff. Right. Yeah. And like, I think you'd, you could put horse lips in that same mm. sort of, they're like the the English horse lips maybe or something. Um, and like they would, they would write their own stuff, but they would definitely, you know, um, maintain the tradition of the like really old songs and, and, and sort of tales and stuff like that. Um, as Irish folk would do. But, um, and this particular song is, is of that. And I was, I didn't actually realize, but I looked it up and it's like from like 1600, like the 1600s originally when this song first was, uh, I don't know, or there's a historical mention of it, let's say. Um, so it's, it's kind of like, um, it's just about a, a love affair and a noble woman, like kind of uh, getting off with some, some, some beggar boy or, <laughs> or something. The song is called getting off with a beggar boy. <laughs> da, da. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then he ends up there's like a sword fight and shit. Like, anyway, it's great. Um, so I'd recommend is there a duel? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so and he, like, I think the guy at some point the guy rocks in with two swords and he's like, I will have the better of them and you will have the worst, and then they duel. Um, pretty fun. So I would check that one out, but the one I actually chose was, um, uh, 16 Straws is the name of the song and it's by The Drones which is a band from Melbourne um, so it's it's somehow similar, I don't know if they wrote it or just borrowed it from an old story or a poem or something but um, it tells, it's kind of like penal penal era Australia I guess uh, which maybe late 1800s, 1900s and some early 1900s something maybe um yeah australia is not that old right yeah <laughs> contemporary australia is not that old correct myself and uh so it's a, it's about this irish prisoner that you know landed over there was brought over there and, and it's about him and other prisoners and them in different penal stations around the you know new south wales and victoria or whatever and uh trying to escape 
and whatever just a whole big tale about this and there's a load of verses and it's you can really if you're in if you're in the right sort of mood um you can kind of sit with it and really just get involved and and imagine you 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 pair imagery in your own head obviously with what he's talking about and um yeah works really good and i would say when i lived out in australia for whatever almost two years they were probably the my favorite band that i discovered out there um and they have a new thing i think said we were talking about it they're the flat what the hell do they call them something tired flat tire fucking association or incident or something fuck what is that called the guy's got a new band anyway and what is it with australian bands and always having really long names like eddie current suppression ring (laughs) rolling rolling blackouts coastal fever it's true king gizzard and the lizard wizard yeah king gizzard and the lizard wizard ac it's always four things four (laughs) nick cave and the bad seeds like what yeah, <laughs> Steve Barry and Nick Cave in the bad seats. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That was the crack, and uh, I'd recommend that one too. But that's what I—that was all, what I was thinking is in terms of um, story songs. But I like the idea that people picked it up in a different way. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, that sounds like a good pick. I don't know the drones. I'll have to give them a listen. Yeah, and it's a, it's a small um, bit. Of, oh, fucking tropical fox. Yeah, that's the lads. Yeah. Oh Jesus, that <laughs> took me ages. Yeah, I did not even Google it. It came to me. Tropical <laughs> fox storm. It's really good. Yeah. They're really good. That's a, that's a crazy name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, they've got uh, some new stuff out. It keeps popping up on my uh, Spotify. So yeah, if you like them, uh, do they do they have it as fuck on Spotify or is yeah, it like with no, a dash or something? Uh, no, they have it as fuck. Pretty sure. Same bio, yeah. Very sort of got good energy. Sounds British. Like he sounds like he's like an old London geezer. Could be any place at any time. Yeah. But anyway, the 16th draws tune is like a bit atypical. It's not, it doesn't sound as, as it's not as it's acoustic. Um it sounds sounds just like one mic and him just and the guitar just recording in one take, sort of thing. Um but yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'd like to listen to that. The whole notion of like punishing people and sending them across the world is just crazy to comprehend now. Like, oh man. Yeah, there's a scene there's in the it lad, like, where he, like one of the lads gets like whipped fucking terribly so. And he was like, he came back and he was just never the same. And like, he, he, grow, is it he, he grew pale and weird or something, whatever way the lyrics go. But yeah. And it was, it was kind of cool for me as well because I, I kind of, some of the, places place names that he's listed in the song like i would have worked there or been there or, you know so um and it kind of added you, to you had a connection a little bit like because australia haven't lived there and like you know it's a new new sort of country it doesn't it, you could accuse it of not of lacking in history but there certainly was there is some some definite interesting history to the place and a song like that kind of informs a bit about it or piques the interest more or you know could change yeah it's sort of like canada when they when they think a really old building was built in like the 1800s yeah as irish people we just laugh and laugh i know but then but that's probably a bit unfair too like it's kind of like oh yeah we only like old old history yeah like (laughs) like yeah australia has well i mean they they do have old history they just like erased it like there's all the indigenous history yeah yeah Yeah. the great emu war is their finest crowning glory in australia the great emu war they looked that up now they lost which they lost the emus emus? you go away and google that now and you enjoy yourself i'm not gonna spoil this for you it just must be a nice youtube animated thing or something that's that's, i need a song about that that reddit's favorite topic is the emu war i feel like i can't say that word emu 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 some people say emu but getting a lot of google stuff now between uh emus and cloud busting like Mm. Yeah, I think we're all going to be busy for the for the rest of the day. <laughs> good, I go to bed at half nine, so I'll check it from then on. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. All right, good stuff, uh, Connor. Okay, what's your pick? So, I've got a couple. You only of, have one, right? I've got oh. like a couple of honorable mentions, but like I landed in this one on my pick pretty quickly. Um, 
One that came to mind was The Partisan by Leonard Cohen. Oh, nice. Um, which is off, I think, his first album. Um, Songs from a Room. Yeah, Songs from a Room is the second album. Um, and it's a good one. It's like partially in French, but it tells the story of this like soldier and stuff, but it's pretty good. Um, and obviously, some Springsteen came to mind. Uh, I, I didn't bring it up this time. You did. Nice, so yeah. Good. I got very into... Um, the river this this year um and it's a great song that's got this like narrative of it's actually based on like his brother and stuff but like this guy getting married and having a kid and it not going so well um but what i ultimately settled on i kind of wanted to go a little bit country with it and there was a lot of like country songs that i was like country songs are you know, a goldmine for stuff like this, where they're they kind of like folk songs, where they're often like quite lyrical and they really paint a picture. But a lot of them were like not not necessarily enough of like a passage of time for really what I was like, what I had in my mind's eye. Um, and then I remember this song, and it was just like, yeah. So it's "Ode to Billy Joe" by Bobby Gentry. Um, and so it's it's a song about. Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs> Billy Joe McAllister from Green Day. <laughs> um, committing suicide, jumping off the Tallah- Tallahatchie Bridge. Tallahatchie. Um, and there's like, there's kind of like two parallel narratives in the story. One is like, or in the song, one is about the Billy Joe killing himself, but it's also told from this like framing device of the narrator ostensibly Bobby Gentry um, sitting at the dinner table with her family. Um, so like in the, in that narrative, it's like they're sitting around and like, as the verses go on, like her brother goes off and gets married and her father dies and her, her ma gets sad about the father dying and stuff like this. And then in the, the narrative around Billy Joe, it's like, I died and then builds up a little bit of a history with the narrator and this Billy Joe character. And then it's like, someone's at some point it's revealed that someone saw her and Billy Joe throwing something off this bridge. And then he later killed himself. And then at the end, she's like, you know, dropping flowers into the bridge or the water under the bridge. Um, And it's kind of good. It's got like a kind of like, it leaves a lot, leaves a lot to the imagination. Um, and like the instrumentation of it's really sparse. It's just like mostly her singing and then these like strings come in and stuff. Um, but I think it's a really good pick because the song, based on the popularity of the song, they ended up making, uh, I think, a made for TV movie Ooh. called Ode to Billy Joe about this thing that like, kind of like obviously drew out the story a little bit. Um, and yeah, it's a great song. Uh, and also, I swore I'd read somewhere that this was like the first song written and performed by, a, or that a woman had performed that she'd written to make it to number one on a chart or something. I couldn't actually find that, but she is one of the first, like, first female artists to like write her own stuff um, in the 60s. So that's cool too. She's another song, Fancy, that's, that would be appropriate for this theme as well, where basically her mother, they're poor, and uh, her mother um, uses their last bit of money to dress her up and send her off um, to basically, so she ends up becoming a, a sex worker, basically. But, you know, I can't remember exactly the story, the full story, but it's just sort of like how she came from nothing and the story of her success. As a sex worker. Yeah. All positive vibes from Bobby Gentry. Yes, I don't know her at all. Um, really I only really know that song myself. So was the was that based on a true story? Or was that just a made up story for the song? I wonder, I'm just, yeah. No, it's Sorry. a made up story. I was just trying to think of any other example of like songs being made into movies. Like, cause it doesn't, it's not like that way around. Yeah, I couldn't, I can't, I'm trying I don't to think. think I've but... ever... 
That'd be a hard, hard thing. What about that blockbuster smash hit of that <laughs> witch at the line man? <laughs> he is the line man for the county. Does Crazy Frog count? Man. I guess that was like an ad, but wasn't that a song for? God, it doesn't count <laughs> for anything. Crazy Frog ever counts, no matter what the but it's kind of like, I'm surprised they haven't made something out of, I don't know, like they made an emoji movie. Like they couldn't make a movie out of like blue. Yeah. I think they they made enough out of the fucking crazy frog, I think. That was back when people used to pay for ringtones by calling a number from the TV. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a low point. That's, it was all downhill from there, I believe. And I, think that was a That's the- I actually recently, no. I recently tried to make a ringtone or like even a message tone out of a voice note. I made for myself. What? You can't do it on the iPhone. You need like. What? I don't understand what you're doing though. What I, you're I've to... recorded something and I want to make it like my ringtone. Oh no! I was going to ask. Is it you? Is it you? It's just me going. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> you, ring, you can ring. you can do a song. Ring, so maybe ring. you have, you have to upload that as a song. <laughs> Get it on uh, Spotify. You save it as an MP3, maybe instead of a whatever file format it's expecting. I it seemed probably... to tell me that it was going to be like. Well, a... Anya, I, yeah. whatever you choose to do, I think I think we all agree that by the next time we actually hang out in person, you need to have that as your fucking ringtone. Like, yeah. even if it means you have to buy a you whole. Have to new figure thing. it out. Yeah, you might have to download a third-party <laughs> ringtone app. Here's you know, a, like three ninety-nine. <laughs> <laughs> do you want it to be your message tone or your lockdown your has got to me bad my message tone yeah my message tone like i'm at home i'm not in company anymore so like yes yeah, Sonia, we've all gone a little mad <laughs> on wednesday it is my favorite day of the year saint patrick's day um and in honor of that uh i mean i usually have a party but can't have a party um because of COVID times. So I'm taking the day off of work and I'm going to get a massage and that will be how I celebrate. Maybe go into a shop now that they're open. Nice. Um, have a, have a couple of beers. Say your prayers in Irish. Yeah. <laughs> I'll only talk in Irish, which means I won't say anything all day. Um, but so in honor of, uh, of that, my back pocket theme is what's the best song to play at an Irish party? Um, to get everyone going that is not Maniac. I was just like, there is how none. are you expecting that we're not all going <laughs> to pick Maniac 2000? <laughs> no, there is none, Tara. It's, it's only Maniac. And that's it. I think I have a video of us all dancing to Maniac uh, the last time I had a party. Oh, speaking so, of your parties have informed, I think what my answer is. Oh, well, Paul's the DJ at my party always. I'm always just like, here. <laughs> I, I've got, got one. All right. So when we went oh, to um, Detroit, I can't remember who, Tara, did you come? No, I didn't. Heather did. Heather did. Um, and it was like a long enough like trip down. You're not going to say um, the bell song or television, are you? No. God, no. Um. <laughs> It was a long enough trip down. It was like we took the train to Windsor and then we were walking through Windsor trying to find the bus and we took the bus across and we got there and reading or whatever and the night was kind of going on and it was, was still like early enough, but it was like nine or ten and I was like feeling a little bit like, well, maybe I'm fading and I was like, it was a long day. It's grand. It's the first night we got down and we were drinking in a bar, a little dive bar that was, um, I think it's the one that the man from Proto Martyr always goes there or something oh yeah um what's yeah, it called jumbos jumbos, jumbos yeah jumbos. and so the jukebox they had in there was one of these newfangled jukeboxes that's connected to the internet and can play anything um and seb put on come out you black and tans <laughs> yeah that's great and, and i was just like i got i was just like let's fucking go and stayed out drinking for another like yeah. four or five hours, but it was like <laughs> just absolutely. That was, yeah, it was good. It was a turning point for the night that that bird. <laughs> the that stroll. Was, that was 
I don't know if it's picky that song. The song yeah. didn't do How did any um how did the Americans react or was did they not care? It was or did they could tell we care? were Irish. We were talking really loud and we're we kind of they could tell over. you were Irish because we put the black and tans on. Like. Yeah, we did. But it was we were all singing along and we put on a rake other tunes as well after it was men behind the wire and which I think I talked about in the podcast before. We were putting mm-hmm. on a rake of country stuff and then I think they knew the crack. It's hard to explain that tune to people when you're like it's 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 not a race thing it's the color of a coat of a illegal british army but yes the black and tan was the uniform of uh and then they were nicknamed the black and tans of a, a segment of the british army right what's or, the, yeah. the drink as well Gorilla Gorilla black. black and tan's like <laughs> a, it's Smithics like a cider and in a... is it not smithix and guinness or smithix with a guinness head something. yeah something like that yeah that's disgusting i don't know maybe we'll try it on St. Patrick's Day. I used to drink Smithix and I called it Smithwix. Fucking get out. <laughs> That's like a good cure pint. It kind of tastes like Weedabix a bit and it's lovely. It's a lovely pint. Apparently yeah. a black and tan is Guinness P&A. on top of bass. Ew. Oh, pint of bass. That's what Barty Ahern used to drink. Or I think it's just any kind of lager with Swiss bass side on like top. like driver's choice because it's like 3.2%. Yeah, remember yeah. the ads. The pint of bass. I don't remember that at all. The pint of, and for the pint of bass. You could do that for any pint, really. The pint of harp. That really got me when Connor <laughs> sent it on that old pint of harp ad. But I haven't really been craving booze in the last while, but it's something about a really shit lager that gets me going. Harp's no, not softened. good. I don't think I've ever drank a harp. I'm not sure I ever have. They sell it. They sell it in the beer store here. It's okay. usually the cheapest pint on tap if you're somewhere like. Ah, it's a sound out <laughs> drop. <laughs> the most Irish thing you've ever said. Uh, it's a sound out drop. drop. I think if you're going to go down Con- Connor's route, there is kind of like you could pick any tune though. That's kind of Irish, like the Irish Rover, any Pogues tunes. You know what I mean? Well, that's. Well, which Good. one? You have to pick one. Set. I don't want to go down that route. Okay. No, so I'll, I'll pick one. I'll pick a Pogue one. Do you, do you know the Pogue song, uh, Fiesta? Yeah. Even Shane McGowan hates that song. Ah, yeah, but like it definitely, people go. I don't know if I know it. I'm sure you've played it at Paddy's Day. I'm not sure. Oh, you've heard it everywhere. Well, I will add it to the playlist. I would say, yeah, pretty much any old poke or streams of whiskey or, you know, sick better cook Cullen. Um, I was about to say the obvious yeah. answer is any Lizzie tune, man. Just fucking Probably get Lizzie, Lizzie on there you and know, place a little Yeah. Well, pick one. What would you be if you had to narrow it down to one Lizzie song? Cow, uh, cowgirl song. Cowboy song. What was saying cowgirl song? I always say cowgirl in the sand. Cowboy song. Yeah, but not for everybody. Oh, we we'll do. It's a party. That's song. for you personally. Oh, but it doesn't song. get everybody going. I would like, but it's not. There's more Jailbreak. than Lizzie songs that would Mike's do that job out. more effectively. Dan, I would say. Dan, Dan, Dan. Yeah. That's yeah, I think but I, I wouldn't go for that. Yeah. I would go for, and I just actually will get everyone going, whether they know the band or not. But like my mates from back in the day, and I used to play this at Insomnia all the time. Is like literally any Keela song, but the Keela song I would pick is Glonic May. Even if you're not in tequila, it's so fucking high energy and it's just like tread. Did a little, 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 did a little, 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 little. Has a huge ill and pipe breakdown as well. People go fucking crazy for it, even if they don't know who Keela are. So my one's Keela Glonic May. It's spelled G L A N F A I D H space M E. I know my pronunciation's all over the shop. What does that mean? I will clean. I will clean. Clean me? I will clean Glan Hague, May. Yeah. Glan May. Oh, yeah. Um, the other one I was thinking about, I mentioned the horse clips earlier on. Put him under pressure. Like that down, 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 little, little. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, that'll get you going. Trouble with a capital T, you know? Dark Doom. Dark Doom, yeah. Yeah, it's a great tune, and it always was, but then it, it just was basically uh, the anthem for the high watermark of Irish Irish history. Italian 90. Which was Italian 90. You know, 
So you can't you can't lose with that song. <laughs> I think it's just in the DNA now. Even if people weren't born at the time, as an Irish person, that is a fucking song. It's just like even babies hear that, they would just like. I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia <laughs> entry here for put him under pressure. Um, and Larry Mullen from U2 produced it. And Moya Brennan from Clanad. Clanad? Clanad? How's that pronounced? Clanad. Um, has an, it does the intro? I don't know. But that song's fucking banger. Nice. That was a good choice. Anya, what's yours? Um, so I think the one I have two, but they're very different parties, or at least very different demogra- demographics of the same party. So first one is a direct reference to your party in your old apartment. Mm-hmm. Remember the party where we all dressed up and uh, it was your St. Patrick's, maybe your first St. Patrick's Day party. It was actually here. I mean, I've been having them for years, even when I was in university. Um, but my first one in Toronto, and we all had tiny hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Sarah was there. Yeah. Your friend Sarah, yeah. And John was there. And I remember. Oh, yeah. I know what you're going to pick. You were putting on um, Bewitched. What's the, oh, I don't even know the name of the song. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. Oh, c'est la vie. Sorry, yeah. So we said, uh-oh. Everybody lost their shit. Everybody was dancing, except for John. He was sitting there like this. Yeah, I have a picture of him where everyone's just in motion face. around him. Everyone and he's like... was just losing their shit. <laughs> well, because um, it was, it, it definitely was that moment because it was getting kind of like it was packed. There was a lot of people, but just a lot of talk. And then somebody put Bewitched on and everyone just started dancing. It kind of spiraled because everyone started playing all kinds of songs. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know that this was necessarily played, but I feel like we, we even drifted into like Kelly family territory. You know, it was like that <laughs> level of cheese. I remember, yeah, John was furious. He couldn't get at the music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, shut up, sit down. Don't spoil this. <laughs> that was great fun. And then the yeah, other one I, I forgot was, about that. The other one I was thinking is like so stereotypical, but I feel like every Irish person knows some or all of the words of the Christy Moore delirium tremens. Goodbye to the boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it may not get a crowd going if uh, even Drew doesn't know the words. And uh, like, and even when nobody knows the words, but they all know the part of like, how your man stayed up on the surfboard after 40 pounds is out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear there's a version of this where he does this whole monologue before the song where he talks about being stuck in a fairy ring and he can't get out and he's so hungry. His stomach thought his throat was caught and has it, has it ever heard that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. I feel like all his tunes have a really long intro. He's like, oh, I heard this backstage playing and I was with Van Morrison and it was, gives a bell to that tune. He plays the tune and I thought it was lovely and I started playing it. Just all Like he could release a full album of just banter tunes. Get <laughs> like the very that, best of Christine Moore's <laughs> All the tunes cut out, just all banter. 100% banter. <laughs> the album you always wanted from Christy Moore. Yeah. I mean, I would listen to it. I'm I'm missing so much bar banter that that would be a nice little thing to listen to. That's pretty funny. Um, Anya, when you mentioned Say La Vie, they're making everyone dance. That reminded me of um, the last St. Patrick's Day party I had, I think, um, where I think it was you put on Riverdance. It was you and dancing, was it? Yeah. And because you guys kind of look the same, too. And I just remember Canadians just turning around and being like, what is happening? <laughs> you were just you guys are going to town on, on Riverdance. It's very funny. Oh, Riverdance is a good one. Yeah, that, that. Yeah. There we get fuckers going. It does. It's got a long intro though, like the. Just cut it out. Yeah. Um, did I, did everybody go there? Yeah, I just picked Riverdance. Oh, fair enough. And uh, also, Maniac would have been my pick because I came up. Wait, with, what uh, did Connor pick? Uh, Quanti Black and Tans. What did I pick? Oh yeah, Black and Tans. Yeah. Black, Black and Tans. Ah, yeah. That's right. I mean, but all said and done, like. None of these selections are anywhere close to Maniac 2000. Oh, no. so we're good. just scrambling and around in the dark, <laughs> like anything. 
explain Maniac 2000. Uh, imagine that we've never heard it before. Like, how would you imagine? Well, it's like, you know, the song easy, Maniac like from Flashdance? <laughs> it's that with an Irish lad. <laughs> She's it's, a maniac. It's that with an Irish DJ pretending he's at a student union disco and trying to get the crowd hyped. <laughs> Actually, let's find like, the That's exactly what it is. Rocket, rocket dance. Like floor. it might be like a live recording. Um, oh yeah. It's just so funny because um, so it's yeah. Mark McCabe is sort of like rapping, I guess, over it. And yeah. my friend, like when I was in uh, high school. My friend was, oh, bollocks, I just spilled my beer. Uh, my friend was a DJ, and then he would rap over Mark McCabe rapping over it. Like, it was, it was oh. pretty fucking epic. Like, yeah, it nice. was so funny. So it's, yeah, 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 yeah. All you guys better know the first verse. Are you ready now? All right. <laughs> yeah, 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 funky, yeah. yeah. It's always like, greetings, hold tight with the new jam. Hold tight with the hold mic tight with the, 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 the left hand. <laughs> It's me, I'm up on the groove and I'm ready now. Are you ready now? Move to the mat. No, mat. No, it's me, I'm up on the groove. Are you ready now? Move to the madness. On a Friday night for you, we bring this groove to you. <laughs> that was another moment, I think, of like, you could tell the Canadians in the room at my party because everyone's just standing watching us all lose our mind and like mm-hmm. all know the words of like, yeah. Is that the party where you had the hot chicken rolls? Yeah, that was fucking. I had a hot chicken roll station, and um, that's so great. It was very funny. I remember when Maniac came on, the glow sticks came out. You know, it's the only way. Actually, naturally enough, tired. Out of respect, (laughs) I like that Maniac became the song that would be the last song of the nightclub. Like, like you hear Maniac, and you know, you'd also hear it during the night, and then they. Oh, I hear it a few times. (laughs) I like remember when um when I did my J one and spent the summer in San Diego. We, I was 20, so we couldn't go to bars. So we would just drink at the beach all the time. And there was seven of us and only one was over 21. So like every day they would have to get seven people's worth of beer um, at, the, at the liquor store. And we'd be all waiting outside. Um, yeah, and you can't drink on the beach in San Diego anymore. But so on Wednesdays, all the Irish people would go down to Tijuana and go to this one nightclub called Safaris. And they would play Irish music like Maniac and everyone would lose their mind. But you'd be in Mexico. So you went fun. to Mexico on a Wednesday and you'd come back up to America the same night or in the morning. Yeah. Like you'd be there with the commuters and you'd be drunk and there'd be people just going to work. So you just got to bus over the border or something or how to go It's down? a train. Yeah. It's really close. It's like half an hour, an hour, like just wow. walk through the border, but you're a bit wasted and like, they're trying to get back into America. It's kind of scary. <laughs> I'm sort of imagining that the reason there's no more drinking on the beach in San Diego is maniac. 2000. <laughs> 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 maybe i'm uh, still just finding it wild that like midweek i used to think i was hardcore going to freak scene on a wednesday and then going to high school the next day you know Be like wow what a hard bastard going out on a wednesday night going to tijuana mexico and getting the train <laughs> yeah. back the next morning is fucking we didn't have jobs like a, though oh still though you should <laughs> pretend you did in this story you should pretend you did it makes it better no no, that- I only I stayed there for six weeks and I only worked for five days because I just couldn't get a job. Um, they were very uh, against the Irish. We found it really hard. We had to try and mask our accents. Mm-hmm. We were getting apartments Jesus. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can tell. You can see why though, on account of it's always yeah. balcony classes because was- seventy five Irish people are on it. I know it was funny. We ended up getting um, a two bed apartment, but for some reason we all slept in the one living room. Like we never used two of the other rooms. And we all had, I know, I don't know why it just wouldn't occur to us. And we bought inflatable air like mattresses in um, Target, but we forgot to buy a pump. So then rather than go to Target again, we like actually blew them up. So every now and again, we'd have to like reinflate our, oh, our mattresses. Um, and like, you know, like, you're just pure stupid when you're 20. Like I had one, we'd go to the beach every single day and it was like beautiful. Mm-hmm. Love the beach um like the waves really just watch the surfers it was really great but we would uh and we would eat subway we'd get the sub of the day we used to know and friday was tuna day and none of us were happy about it except maria who really liked the tuna day um but like i only had one blanket so i'd use this mexican blanket i have it here actually that i bought on the beach there and that would be my beach blanket but i'd bring it home and it would also be my blanket that i slept under so it's just like a summer where i was constantly covered in sand like oh. and then I wonder why I didn't get a job. Like I was probably just disgusting. 
Yeah. <laughs> like SeaWorld wouldn't hire me and they hire everyone. Did you ask them for feedback? I, no, they didn't need it. Over Thursday, like we showed two up of us didn't get hired. Two of us didn't get hired, and and five of them did. But in hindsight, I don't want to work for SeaWorld. Yeah. So I worked at the baseball stadium instead. Yeah, but I mean, if you were a sand person, it seems like you know that's kind of ocean adjacent. Yeah, yeah. Um, you should have, been, should have been a shoe in for the old Ocean World job. Yeah, I know. No, I think it's because I, I remember when they were asking um, questions in the interview, all of my examples, because my job at the time was I was working in the butcher shop and like <laughs> the guy didn't know what a butcher shop was. So he was just like, is it a restaurant? And I was like, no, no, like where there's meat and like you're doing this and that. And like I was just given all these <laughs> mad examples. So I was like, no wonder I didn't get hired. <laughs> Come here. We can't talk about J1 without, of course, bringing up Paul's classic of doing his J1, I believe, in Boston. And their oven didn't work. So he got a frozen pizza and heated it up on the radiator and ate it raw. <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's awful. <laughs> but also I have a question. How did you heat it up on the radiator? Did you stick it to the sides or between? No, Sam just added that bit. <laughs> he heated it up on the radiator. No, <laughs> he we, just, we just wait till it defrosted. <laughs> That's worse. That's way worse. <laughs> like, were you watching it defrost? I'm waiting for it to get You're good like, enough. Oh no, it's still a bit frozen. <laughs> you ate it raw. It's gonna be so much tastier. Why didn't you buy a bag of bread and a pack of deli ham? <laughs> we're so broke. <laughs> I know. Was that the most food you could get for the least amount of money? Like it cost the same as the bread anyway, and it didn't. Oh, did you know oh. you didn't have an oven when you were buying the pizza <laughs> it didn't work or something it was moving in the gap but it didn't, it didn't work did you have a microwave even well, or like the hob you can even use the hob to try and heat it like I, well subsequently we actually we found a microwave <laughs> and, uh, when we were out drinking and we brought it back to the gap and like the we, gaff exploded and talking like just like Get that pizza oh. that we couldn't cook. Yeah, exactly. That pizza that's still thawing a week later. Like. We could have done with this last week. Oh. But we had we had a sliced pan was all we had. So we threw a piece of bread in the microwave and just turned it on and it worked. And we were all so excited. We ended up like jumping around the kitchen like, Whoa, hey. Were you expecting toast to come out? Fuck, man. I don't know. It was, just, it was good times. Um, Good question for you, though. What kind of pizza was it? I don't even remember. I hope there was no meat. I don't know if it's more myth than truth now at this stage or what, but there was some, yeah, something like that happened for sure. Amazing. So All right. Funny. That's a good, good note to end it on anyway. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Right. Cheers. Bye. I'll talk to you soon.